Hey everybody, it's John from Hacking Music. In this video, I'm talking about how to build a platform under your music, specifically how to stage experiences and not concerts. Before we do though, I would love for you to smash the like button below. I'm releasing training videos pretty much every Friday that are very important for the next generation of great artists as they build, grow, and scale their careers. Let's go there. <laughs> Welcome, happy people. My name is John Fashada. If we haven't met before, I'm one of the authors and trainers for Hacking Music, and we are in a series on building a platform under your music. This first video in the series is on staging experiences and not concerts. So through this series, we want to give you a number of tools that help you build a moat. A moat, if you remember back in the Middle Ages, when there was something valuable, they would build a moat around it. There'd be water, there'd be walls, there'd be cannons, there'd be all different ways to protect the good stuff that was inside. So the moat really strengthened, fortified, protected and extended everything that was inside. So that is very much uh, what these disciplines are to artists. Each of these tools steer both your decision-making and your action-taking on a day-to-day -day level. So by the end of this video, I want you to know what it is, how it works for both the artist and the fans, what it looks like fully formed. Uh, I want to give you a powerful tool that developing artists can start using today to get this into their day-to-day -day workflow. And lastly, I want to talk about one example about how one artist we worked with um, hit this out of the park. So also, if you like this and this makes your tail wag, um, we are making this series available for free. It's normally $97, but we're making it available for free for artists who are kind of teeing up next year. So if that's something you want to be part of and get that training, you can click on the link below. So real quickly, the way hacking music works is as artists, often we are prompted to lead with an earlier version of ourselves, the us from two years ago or four years ago. With hacking music, hacking music is built to lead with a future version of yourself, the next version of you, the next version of your show, the next version of your e-com platform. So it's really meant for one year, two year from now, rather than the past, for kind of building and, and focusing on what you want to become. So with that, let's start up. So let's define from the, um, the hacking music field guy here, this thing here, let's define an experience here. An experience is an, an immersible moment impacting the five senses that cannot be duplicated by digital means. While in the past, the consumer, the fan, or the audience has often been content to simply be a spectator, today's fans expect to be an active participant that can actually play a role and even shape the outcome of an event. Simply stated, an experience moves from transactional to transformational. So that's from the Hacking Music Field Guide here. So this habit is one that every one of the greats, whether they're songwriters, bands, artists, filmmakers, they've all discovered 
and hold this thing front and center to everything that they do. And that is this, that the experiences they create are more powerful than their talent. Let me say that again, that the experiences they create are way more powerful than their talent. So you have filmmakers like Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, Spielberg, um, songwriters like Brett James, artists like Coheed and Cambria, Cirque du Soleil, whatever they are, um, and legacy artists like Jimmy Buffett and Journey. They all know this. It took them years to figure this out, but they hold it front and center to everything they do. And what's really killer now through the hacking music training, up-and-comers are discovering this early in their career rather than 30 or 40 years down the road after they've taken the bullets and been beat up by the industry. They're learning it early in their career to build it into their DNA in their career. So the first habit is this, stage experiences and not concerts. Let me say that again, stage experiences and not concerts. So this is a very different discipline um, for artists wherever you fall on the spectrum. So we refer to the three gears of an artist's career, developing gear, deploying gear, and dominating gears. So developing artists are gonna kind of be hazy and, and squishy on this. Deploying artists are gonna have some form and some muscle around it. Dominating artists are gonna be bulletproof in how they stage their experiences. So no, ma no matter where you fall on those three gears, um, your clarity may vary on that. So as your career grows, so does your responsibility. So for you as an artist, you are 100% responsible for what we're talking about here today. You're the CEO of your business and your career. So next, I wanna look at two Technicolor examples. These are artists and filmmakers who are really fully formed. You know their work and it's a, a super clear way to understand this. So um, Bon Jovi's guitarist, Richie Sambora said this. He said, we are not the show. The kids are the show. We are just the host of the show. Let me say it again. We're not the show. The kids in the audience are the show. We are just there to be the host of the show. So what he got exactly right is that as artists, and he voiced this really beautifully, he said they are there to organize. They're here to throw the party, to host it, to emcee it, um, be the ambience director, even score the music to that party. But they are not the show. The participants, the butts in the seats, they are the show. So this is very much a fan first approach. On paper, and the optics of it may look like the artist, it's all about the artists and they are the show. But strategically, those artists that know, the top 2% of all artists know that they are there to serve the audience and to throw the party for their audience. So next, I wanna look at an example from the film world. If you've spent any time in the hacking music system, you know that we reference filmmakers um, often because everything they pull together, um, how they think, how they strategize, how they create. Um, as artist entrepreneurs, we are more like filmmakers than we are the poets who sit on their stool in the old days and just sing happy songs. They are orchestrating a world. They're creating worlds, much like a filmmaker. So let's talk about Halloween. This is, I believe his name was Erwin Yablins. He's one of the producers for Halloween and as the film was breaking, this is 1978, the original Halloween, 
as the film was breaking, he went into a viewing um, and he said something very interesting here. He said that the people there weren't watching a movie, they were experiencing something. They weren't just watching a movie like any other movie, they were actually experiencing something deeper. So as widgets, the concert, the film, the live stream, the recording, all the different types of experiences that artists create now, um, as they become experiences and get elevated up into that status, they become much more important, much more valuable, much more impactful to the audience members. So great experiences are much more scary and much more valuable. I want you to begin to think of yourself much more as a filmmaker than just that poet sitting on a stool singing songs for maybe people to like. And we go super deep on this in the full hacking music training, but today I wanna to talk about one tool specifically that developing artists can use today to get this into their DNA and their show and their experience. And that is this thing called a show map. A show map is a tool for mapping your moments across the experience, okay? And here's how it works. You and your team ask yourself, say what are the five moments that you want your audience to go away talking about after the show, okay? So this is kind of like storyboarding a film. So maybe the first moment is Luke on Tatooine. Maybe the second moment is meeting Obi-Wan Kenobi. The third moment is the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Han Solo and the Death Star explodes, okay? So those are kind of the, the moments within Star Wars. These are the anchor points that have to be there for that film to work. And for you as an artist and entrepreneur, um, you're creating something very similar. So you can think of this as very similar to storyboarding a film. Let's look at some examples of this. So there's the visual, visual moments. This is about expanding the visual where you think of Pink doing her trapeze routine over the audience. That's uh, a way to expand the, the visual. Another example would be Garth Brooks smashing his Takamani guitars back in the day. Um, another example would be Edward Van Halen jumping in the air or Tommy Lee's drum kit uh, rotating around um, back in the Motley Crue days. Um, another example, Judas Priest, they used to bring a Harley Davidson out with them on the road and Rob Halford rode out on it and it was like, oh, everybody loved it, it was awesome, right? So those are some examples of, of it. Uh, it's easy to think of these as gimmicks, but that really misses the point completely because these are really emotional markers. Um, they're much more intentional, much more scripted, much more repeatable. And for fans, they're much more unforgettable. So after doing this dozens of times with artists, we've seen some patterns really emerge there. So when we talked about developing artists, deploying artists and dominating artists, developing artists will um, often think of this as, okay, my first moment is song one. And then maybe my second moment is song three. And my third moment is song five, you know. So it really kind of turns into a, your favorite songs, your best songs, right? And that really misses the point completely. Uh, but if you, as you move up into dominating artists, maybe the Garth Brooks or the Taylor Swifts, or possibly Coheed and Cambria, 
um, dominating artists would really map their moments like this, where they say, okay, that story I tell right here, that's my first boulder, right? And then this visual thing I do here, where we expand the visual, that's really my second boulder. And then I do this interactive experiential thing with the audience here, that's my third boulder. And then, you know, so, so it's not only about the music. The music is happening throughout the whole concert, obviously, but those moments and those boulders are much more connected, much more uh, serving the audience rather than serving the art artist. Okay, so dominating artists, uh, the way they do this will be uh, much more impactful than developing artists. All right, so let's look at a recent artist we worked with who um, really hit this out of the park. So uh, a number of years ago, we were uh, with Toto at a VIP event in their concert. And so their VIP event had maybe 300 people at it and they paid a lot of money for that and they were able to have some touch points with Toto. And these lady and gentlemen asked, they actually requested a song. They said, hey, um, would you please consider playing song XYZ? I think it was I'll Be Over You. And, and it was their song from back in the day. They met, they fell in love. It was kind of their, their song, right? And um, Toto said, sure, absolutely, we'll play. So they played at the sound check. And what happened next really is the perfect way to think about this. What happened is the couple proceeded to start dancing in their seats, wherever that was, third or fourth row. And everybody in that audience lit up. It was a very magical moment where Toto played the song, they were dancing, every phone in that audience went up, everybody recorded it shared it out to all their socials. It was a visceral moment of how to stage an experience that put the fans first rather than the audience. And historically what happens is that most artists take that, that big rock star photo with them and the audience behind them and they're all sweaty and it's, you know, it's, it's they are the hero, the, the artist is the hero of that photo, photo. But what Toto did is they made the fan the hero of the moment. And that was very important and very impactful um, for them. They made a lifelong fan that will talk about that moment 300 times over the next 20 years, whatever. Um, so you want to begin to flip it and think about putting the audience first, the fans first, rather than you first. So you want to begin to flip it and put the fans first, the audience first, rather than the band first. Okay, so these are some of the habits, the disciplines that really are more powerful than talent. This was habit one, staging experiences and not concerts. Um, if you like these type of videos, you definitely wanna subscribe below because we're gonna be rolling these out over the coming weeks and we'll see you on the next video. And I